here we go round the mulberry bush, the mulberry bush. Um, no, we don't go around the mulberry bush. We go down the Harland Highway. Welcome, everybody, to the podcast, the Harland Highway. I am your host or hostess, however you like to see me, Harlan Williams. Welcome. Welcome, everybody. Oh, oh, welcome. Oh, oh, oh. oh, no, you don't. Don't start with the Charles Nelson Riley garbage. But let's get into what we're going to be talking about today. The hurricane, right? I'm a little annoyed at the news coverage. I'm going to be getting into that at the end of the show. Um, have you ever had lunch with God or Jesus? Hmm. That's something we're going to get into. Um, Jeff, kids, are they still playing with dolls? Are they maybe getting a bit too old for the dolls? Might want to look into that because I know we are. Mouth to mouth. You ever had to perform mouth to mouth regurgitation or resuscitation or whatever it is? Yeah, I've done it. Not a pretty story. Um, and an even more unpretty story. We have Samuel E. Quelk coming in today to read some summer romance letters. God. I think we're going to be talking about microphones, which is what I'm talking into right now on the Harlan Highway. Welcome to the Harlan Highway. You fellas been doing a bit of boozing, have you? Sucking back on Grandpa's old cough medicine? There's an element of uncontrolled chaos. The Harlan Highway. Serving everyone from presidents and kings to the scum of the earth. What a treat. Oh, wait. Was he a great big fat person? You just made a wrong turn onto the Harland Highway. You need many years of therapy. Hey, Harland, it's Stephanie from Denver. Just do me. You might want to think twice before sticking your penis in there. Just do me. You're riding down the Harland Highway with Harland Williams. Okay, chalk one up on my embarrassed list. You ever have to give anyone mouth-to-mouth? Yeah, I took a first aid course here and there. I'm certified. I This was idiotic, and I take the blame for this. I gave someone mouth-to-mouth the other day. I saw them laying there, and I dive on them, and I'm puffing away, and people are like, no, no, and I'm like, shut up. I'm trying to save this guy. Get back away. Move back, and I, I do the thing where I pinch the nose, and I breathe in, and I turn my head. I listen with my ear for three beats, and then I turn back, breathe in, turn, listen for, see if this person's breathing. And I'm going at this for about 25 minutes, and people are yelling at me and giving me a hard time. And finally, I give up. I'm like, I stand up, I go, people, I cannot save this human being, okay? I tried, I'm certified, I have my St. John's Ambulance Certificate. This person is not going to live. And that's when a bunch of people there said, yeah, because we're at a funeral, dumbass, and that's the body. Now, can you get the hell out of the way so we can get on with the service? Oh, no! It's the Harland Highway. You got any breath mints? Because my mouth is feeling a little uh, Frankensteinish right now. What we've got here is failure to communicate. Yeah, and it gets worse. 
It happened to me again. I'm at the beach this summer, and, uh, you know, this kid's flopping around in the water, and I'm looking around. I'm like, wait, where the hell is this this kid's parents? It was a little chubby kid, probably about 14, right? And I could see the kid struggling, and he's jumping around in the surf, and then suddenly he goes underwater, and I'm like, oh, my God, and I'm, I'm looking for parents, anybody. No one seems to know. And the kid pops up, and he's like, oh, help, oh, and he's gasping and spewing water. And I'm like, oh, my God. So I stand up, and he goes under again, and all of a sudden he disappears. And I'm like, holy God. And next thing you know, the waves wash the kid up. The kid washes onto the beach like a bundle of seaweed. And I'm like, I'm not looking for the parents anymore. This kid's out. This kid's, as far as I'm concerned, this kid's dead. And I go running over there as fast as I can. There's sand flying in my eyes and seawater. And I'm just, I just dive on this kid. And I clear all the crap away from him. And I just start breathing. I'm like, three, four, blow, two, three, four. And I'm like doing it all over again. Here I am, Mr. Save Someone's Life, mouth-to-mouth resuscitation. And now people are starting to gather around, and they're like, hey, come on, stop it. And I'm like, oh, you stop it. I'm trying to help. This little chubby kid's dead. And I'm blowing away, blowing away, and all of a sudden I give up after 15 minutes. And all the people are like, what the hell's the matter with you, man? I'm like, I'm trying to save a life, that's what. And they go, yeah, well, maybe you might want to try blowing into his mouth. I'm like, excuse me? Take a look, guy. And I look, I've been blowing into the kid's bunhole. (laughs) God. I spent 15 minutes blowing air into a chubby kid's bunhole. And yeah, he's alive. I don't know how it worked, but I saved his ass, literally. Oh, God, anybody got a bottle of Listerine, some scope, and some carcinogenic acid? Please? Anybody? What we've got here is failure to communicate. Yeah, that's right. I said carcinogenic acid. <laughs> I'll make up my own terms and words. If I have to save kids' lives by those uh, unorthodox methods, I think I have the right to make up unorthodox words, don't I? Good night, Nelly Frittato. Oh, God. Um, so what else is going on here? Let's, let's get into, uh, I saw a girl the other day. Okay, at a in a public setting, you know, and it was a girl and she was carrying a little doll. Okay, it wasn't that little actually. It was, you know, like your standard like doll with the blonde hair and the pigtails and the little outfit. It wasn't like a small little Barbie doll. It was one of those like dolls with the girth, you hold them in your arms. And you want to go, oh, cute, kid has a doll. She's prepping for when she's going to be a mommy. Except, you know, pull back, zoom back, dolly back, 
And this girl, quote-unquote, looks like she's about 15. Yeah, this girl was, like, way too old to be carrying a doll. Like, she, she, she almost looked like, you know, she, she was a waitress at, like, uh, Hooters or a receptionist at the airport or something. I'm like, wait a minute. What's going on here? This, this kid's, like, way too old for that doll. And she was with her family and a bunch of brothers and sisters. And I was like, isn't anybody saying anything to this kid? Hasn't anyone told this kid the doll years are about six years behind her? It was just awkward, you know? It's it's like it looked like a a full-grown woman almost cuddling a doll. I was like, wrong, warning, something's not right. I mean, if there's parents listening or brothers and sisters, if your kid's getting or your brother, your sister, anyone you know is getting a little too old for a doll, please tell them, cut them off. Let them know there's an age limit, man. I mean, can you imagine if, if that, that girl someday grows up to be a judge or something or... Uh, you know, have a, uh, a position of prominence. Uh, Your Honor, I uh, ask that we uh, take a 15-minute uh, recess. Oh, that, that would be perfect because that would give me time to burp Prissy. I'm sorry, Your Honor. Prissy, here, look at her. Isn't she wonderful? Uh, Your Honor, that's a doll. What did you say? Uh, that's a doll, Your Honor. How dare you, bailiff, arrest this man. I mean, come on. Statue of limitations, people. Let the doll go. Unless it's Chucky, and then just, you know, Chucky will let you go. Hi, I'm Chucky. Wanna play? Okay, time for a provocative question. If you had a choice to meet God or meet Jesus, which one would you pick? And some would argue that they're one and the same because God is Jesus, Jesus is God, Jesus is the Son of God, but assuming that they each have their own separate identity, okay? God being the all-knowing, all-seeing, and created Jesus... Or Jesus, the Son of God, you know, performed miracles and gave his life for our sins. Now, a lot of people would go straight for the Jesus. But I know what Jesus looked like. He, he was a mortal man. He was like you or me. He was flesh and blood. He had the beard. He had the sandals. He had the robe. Uh, I mean, you might even want to call him an old-time Shaggy from Scooby-Doo. <laughs> Like, hey, God, like, where's the pizza pie? And why haven't you created it yet, Zoinks? Now, before anyone who's religious gets their tail in a tizzy, I'm not saying that Jesus Christ is Shaggy from Scooby-Doo. I'm saying there's a few similarities, okay? But my question is, who would you rather meet, God or Jesus Christ? See, I would want to meet God. Because I don't know what God looks like. Is God an entity? Is he a cloud? Is he a thing floating in space? Is he... uh, I don't know. Maybe he looks like uh, Spongebob for all I know. I mean, don't get me wrong. Meeting Jesus would be fascinating. But I want to go right to the top. I want to see what this God guy looks like. 
Just a question for you, people. Who would you want to meet over Starbucks? Like, I don't know. But let's hope Starbucks is serving donuts. Harland Williams. <laughs> Uh, God, are you there, God? Uh, I need to talk to you, God. Uh, this is Ringo. And uh, yeah, I need some more, uh, some more guidance, God. Hello, God. Oh well, all right, God. Ringo, this is God. I have heard your call, Ringo, looking for guidance. What you need to do is... Is... Uh, you, uh, you need to go to the mall, Ringo. Go to the mall and... Wander around with a cup of frozen yogurt in your hand. It is God's will, Ringo. And you must uh, crawl into the fountain in the ball and wander around aimlessly in circles, Ringo, with a cup of raspberries, squirrel nuts, cranberry frozen yogurt in your hand. And you must take your clothes off and Wander from the fountain into Macy's and have, have the perfume ladies that are squeezing the perfume samples spray your eyes with toxic Jennifer Lopez scents and oils and then you will sh- shoplift Shoplift till your heart's desire if you have nothing to hide your stolen merchandise in. Insert them into the orifices I have created. And then go to... Go to Weird Al Yankovic's house and throw carrots in his hair. You have been commanded! There is your guidance, Ringo or Rango, whatever I've called you. Godspeed, God bless, and I'm going to smoke another joint. Like, can I come to that? Oh, Shaggy. Okay, well, we've had God uh, speak. Hold on, what? Who's here, Roger? Oh, come on, not this guy. I know it's still summer, but nobody likes his romantic letters. They're creepy. Are you kidding me? Oh, boy, all right. Jeez. Just when I think we're not going to see a creepy guest again, bingo. So there's this guy that reads romantic letters, Samuel E. Quauk. And I guess he's here. we got to let him in because it's still officially summer. So this is going to get weird, but here we go. Hello, Samuel E. Quauk. Hello. Oh, God. Do you mind if I read my summer letters, please? 
Yeah, I know your summer letters are all romantic and poetic and flowery. Exactly. Thank you for saying so. Well, no, I don't find them that. I find them borderline. Uh, excuse me. May I get on with reading my romantic summer letters? Okay, you know what? Go ahead. Do it. And the sooner you do it, the sooner you get your arse out of here. Thank you. Hurry up. I'm opening the letter. Dear Charlize, I'll never forget our summer on the boardwalk going to the carnival that was right by the sea, the sound of children giggling and laughing, the sound of the ocean waves crashing on the shore. Carnival barkers and Ferris wheels in the background. I'll never forget how we strolled amongst the people in their fine Sunday attire. Laughters and cries of glee as people thrilled to the joy rides of the Ferris wheels and the merry-go-rounds. And I'll never forget as we stood there and the merry-go-round went round and round and Somehow the brakeman lost control and it started to spin faster and faster. And a young child flew off of his horse and hit you right in the face like a cannonball. Your nose splattering open, one of your eyes getting knocked all the way around the back of your head. Okay, come on. Excuse me. That did not happen, buddy. My name is Samuel E. Quelk. Yeah, I know what it is. Nobody started twirling on a Ferris wheel so fast that the, the kid flew off and hit your girl in the face. Do you mind, please? Oh, God. Thank you very much. I remember I picked you up and you were not steady on your feet, Charlie. your frail hand in mine. Your complexion pale as much of the blood rushed from your head. I tried to grab you and assist you to a nearby bench, but you were rampant, you were wild, you weren't thinking straight, and you wobbled straight into the path of the tilt-a-whirl. It smacked the back of your skull, a chunk of your skullcap flying through the air and landing in a boy's frozen yogurt, and he ate it hungrily, not knowing the difference. Your brain oozing out the back of your... Come on! Excuse me. How romantic is this? Well, I don't know what circles you revolve in, sir, but to me this is quite romantic. Hurry up, sicko! Finally, you stood up and I carried me in your arms. You carried me in your arms? I meant to say... I carried you in my arms. Thank you for the correction, fat face. What did you call me? Do you mind? I carried you in my arms, your white cotton dress, drizzled and splattered with your own blood and feces. Your finger... <laughs> your fingernails curled up like grizzly bear teeth, and your... <laughs> your... What are you laughing at, guy? I'm not laughing. I have summer allergies. Hurry up! Thank you. Your, your hair all frazzled and frizzled. And finally, yes, finally, we made it to the roller coaster. The 
famous roller coaster with its 90-foot drop. And you, instead of getting on board, decided to climb out on the tracks. The roller coaster hitting you unexpectedly, cleaving off your muscular legs so quickly, so instantaneously that your legs kept running through the fairground for half an hour before policemen arrived and shot holes through them, taking them out at the ankles, your legs spasming on the ground as you stood there in your own pool of blood with your knobbly stumps and your relish-covered face from the nearby hot dog. Okay! Enough! Unbelievable! Idiot! I'm afraid I'm sorry you don't have any romance in your life, sir. Well, if that's romance, somebody put a bear trap on my face. That actually sounds quite... Don't even go there! You're done. Get out of here. I'll never forget how one of the clowns from the carnival threw an axe through your spine. Get out! Your entrails dangling off the side. Get out of here! A pack of wild children started throwing baseballs at your head until they won a prize. Your lumpy, bruised cheeks, purple and orange. Get out! Good day to you, fat face. Oh, man. Roger, never again. Samuel E. Quauk. Romantic. Unbelievable. I have to apologize. I don't want to ruin your summer. I know there's people out there that... Probably was having a nice summer romance. We get this jagwad. <sighs> Never again. Let's get back to something a little healthier and uh, let's try and finish out this summer with something sweet, nice, and just funny. Roger, never again or you're gone. Unbelievable. <laughs> Mr. Williams, can we get a comment? Hello, Mr. Williams. Mr. Williams, can you give us a reply to the question, Mr. Williams? Yeah, you ever see one of those press conferences where all the reporters are yelling? It's just like a zoo. It's like... Like 90 million questions coming at once. And the recipient of the questions is just standing there like... Like, just like they don't know where to look. It's like watching a bingo machine with all the balls popping around. And there's that big bouquet of microphones. It's almost akin to watching, you know, a bad porno movie. You know the ones where there's, you know, one girl and a bunch of men clustered around. It's The imagery's not nice, unless you're into that. But, man, that's just a bouquet. I, I want to send that to someone at the hospital. Hello, uh, Mr. Smith, your bouquet is here. What is it, azaleas or sunflowers or roses? No, Mr. Smith, it's a CNN, ABC, a CBS, a Channel 7, and a Fox News bouquet of microphones. Oh, God, let me smell them. Oh, they're wonderful. It smells like uh, bad breath and uh, spittle. Yes, Mr. Smith, they're wonderful. Shall I put them in a vase for you? Yeah, put them in the vase for me. Okay, here we go. We pour in the water and we stick in the microphones and... (gasps) Welcome to the Harland Highway. Yeah, and uh, speaking of the good old media, 
Um, I'm sure most of you uh, got blasted by uh, Hurricane Irene for the last four days. And I don't mean you even had to live in the hurricane zone. If you lived anywhere in America, you got blasted by Hurricane Irene. And when I say blasted, I mean the news channels. Second they got whiffed that this uh, hurricane was going to motor towards the United States, they started in on a 24-7 friggin' play-by-play on the stupid-ass hurricane, man. You know, before there was cable TV, before everyone was so uh, stupid, you know, the, the, the hurricane probably got about two minutes on the news. And on uh, in other news tonight, it looks like a uh, strong hurricane is headed towards the coast. Uh, citizens are uh, warned to uh, take precautions and uh, batten down the hatches. And now uh, on to Vietnam, you know, it's like now it was like I tried to watch the news on the weekend. I tried to get a report on this, a report on that. You know, there's usually like a bunch of stories that run in an hour, the whole hour, hour after hour after hour. Okay, folks, she's moving. She's on the move. She's 200 feet wide or 200 miles wide, whatever, you know. And they just build it up and build it up and build it up. And then, lo and behold, as soon as it gets to New York, it's a Category 1. I mean, haven't we all kind of just made it through a Category 1? Isn't that just your average, like, everyday rainstorm as a Category 1? I mean, it's just a bunch of fear-mongering and hype and hullabaloo and... Good Lord, it's just annoying. And don't get me wrong, I'm all about warning people. I'm all about preparing people. But it's like I said, they used to do that in the old days. They accomplished it in about five minutes. You know, maybe, you know, every uh, hour or three hours. Or, or, or what they used to do is they used to put, you'd be watching your soap opera or your Twilight Zone or your uh, your friends or your Seinfeld or whatever you watched. And a little banner would go across the bottom, and they'd interrupt your your viewing. Go, uh, warning: uh, regional uh, hurricane uh, type winds uh, expected to hit landfall in uh, 4.5 hours. Uh, please be prepared. And that was it. It would scroll across, and you'd still be watching your show. And now it's like even the even the uh, network TV, the NBC News, it's like special hour-long broadcast tonight with Brian Williams. How many times can you tell people it's going to be windy and rainy? Huh? How many times? That's like Brian Williams coming on TV and go, Good evening, I'm Brian Williams, and this is NBC News. Good evening, I'm Brian Williams, and this is NBC News. Not sure you got it. Good evening. I'm Brian Williams. I mean, are you getting my point here? Good Lord. It was aggravating. And now I understand the storm caused some deaths, which I'm sad about. It's awful, you know. And a hurricane obviously is more powerful than just your standard storm. But wow. Just stop the phony hype. It's such a ridiculous. It makes you, you know, it makes me want to defy 
the uh, the odds makers. Like when I when I watch all that crap, it's like you know what? If I lived there, I would stay in my beach house just to show them. You know, six days of constant. You're gonna die. Your house is gonna be washed away. You're gonna be underwater. Everyone's gonna die. I would be like, oh yeah, I'll show you. I'm staying here, Brian Williams and. Bill O'Reilly and Greta Van Susteren and whoever the hell else is out there. Good Lord. It's just it's just such a knobby, nubbly, nub-nub nightmare, whatever that means. <laughs> oh, so there you go. There's my beef right at the end of the show. I slammed one in there. I slammed in a little beef. I'm, I'm, I'm betting you're feeling the same, too. I wouldn't be surprised if a lot of you were feeling the same. You know? And how about, you know what I think it is? I think it's palm trees. That That's what sets everyone off. The very design of a palm trees is, you know, they're on the beach. They're in tropical areas. They're used to uh, tropical winds picking up, which tropical winds often do because you get a lot more seasonal rains in the tropics. It, sometimes it'll rain in one spot and you can look like quarter of a mile over and it's sunny and you're like how is it raining i can see the sun and the blue sky well that's because of the tropical ecosystem it creates a lot of condensation in the air and moisture and all the things that come together to cause rain and then these palm trees they're lightweights man you know it takes very little breeze to get them waving and wiggling and they're very uh, they're very uh, flexible, so it takes very little breeze to kind of get them to bend down and bend back. So you can get a twenty mile an hour wind, and if these guys at CNN film a palm tree blowing, like oh my god, here it comes! Oh my god, oh Hurricane Twelve! Look at the palm trees. You know, and these things are going berserk. Their, their their fronds are like blowing in the wind. It looks like a, a squid swimming backwards or an octopus. Just these long tentacles being pushed out into the breeze and the things bending and swaying. But then if you, if you pan away to the house in the background or the house, but it's just sitting there. Okay. So if you want to convince me there's a powerful uh, hurricane, show me a house twirling through the air. Show me a uh, a Lamborghini at, uh, you know, a thousand feet colliding with a moose. You know, it's kind of got to be like that scene from Wizard of Oz where everything's twirling around and old bag goes by riding a bike and Toto's twirling around. Idiom, idiom. Don't show me like four palm trees bending over and then in the background there's like a 7-Eleven and people are still going in and out eating potato chips. <laughs> oh. All right, so there you go. For all you people frustrated with the hurricane weather coverage, I just I just let it all out for you. Okay? So you owe me one. Um, and if you want to pay me back, here's what you do. Um, come to Cleveland, man. Yeah, that's right. I'm going to be in Cleveland, Ohio, September 8th through the 11th at Hilarity's Pickwick and Frolic Comedy Club. September 8th through 11, Hilarity's. And, uh, you know, I just looked at this. I'm, I just got weirded out. 
because, well, I guess I'm okay because I, I perform on September 11th and I come home on the 12th. But I was looking at this. I was like, God, I don't want to be in the air on September 11th. God bless all the people that lost their lives. It's just, it's just a creepy day. You, you, who wants to fly on September 11th? That's almost morbid. It's just, ooh, it, it gives me a chill. But anyways, that's just me. Uh, but as I said, everybody, uh, if you want to see me do stand-up live, it's a great comedy club. It's kind of like a comedy theater. And uh, it's right there in uh, in the heart of downtown Cleveland. Beautiful club, good food, great comedy. And uh, that is September 8th through 11th. Um, and uh, don't forget, hit the uh, harlandwilliams.com uh, website. Check out the store. Uh, leave us a, a message. You can write us a little note. Or if you want to call and leave a message, we've been getting some great uh, phone messages from people, some really funny ones and good ones. Uh, that's one 888 Thanks for all your calls and letters. And uh, gosh, summer's almost over, man. But we're not. We're going to keep on trucking right down the Harlan Highway. And until next time, my friends, chicken chow mein, baby. At last report, Irene was about 600 miles south of Cape Hatteras, North Carolina, moving toward the north-northwest at 14 miles an hour. With landfall expected in North Carolina on Saturday, we have a team of correspondents posted throughout the hurricane zone. David, what is the latest on the track and the intensity? Well, no change at all today, Scott. It might get a little bit stronger. It remains virtually unchanged, possibly near the Jersey Shore or the New York City area during the day on Sunday. And your best estimate of what happens in the next 72 hours is what? Well, no change at all today, Scott. It might get a little bit stronger. It remains virtually unchanged, possibly. And your best estimate of what happens in the next 72 hours is what? Virtually unchanged.